female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He hit your face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Ooh. Oh, every time I hear that theme song, I get shivers. Yeah, isn't that like the most true crime podcasty theme song you ever did hear? It's beautiful. Uh, anyway, welcome back to Manny's, the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. I'm your host, Big Papa Jimby, <laughs> Big Papa Bear Jimby. I uh, don't mind that at all. Big Papa Bear Jimby coming at you live, and by live I mean recorded and posted days apart uh, with another episode of Maneaters, trying something a little bit different. Different today. Um, on Instagram over the last few days, I've been telling people we're going to do a Q&A episode. Uh, so it's to send your questions in, send me your cues, and I'll A them. So if you sent me a cue, I'm going to I'm going to A you in the queue. Uh, that sounds a bit naughty, actually. I'm sorry. That uh, That's inappropriate. Uh, so I've got a list of uh, my favorite questions people send in. Not, not every question. So if you didn't get answered, I'm sorry. Well, maybe next time. Um, but also, I, I did think, you know, like Q&A episodes, they're never my favorite episodes to listen to for other other podcasts, um, with some rare exceptions, but we're going to try and make this one fun. Um, the reason we're not doing a regular episode of a man it is a regular scheduled episode. Uh, I've just been pretty unwell this week. You can might be able to hear it in my voice still. Um, and I'm also heading to a wedding later this afternoon at Taronga Zoo, so I'm a little bit under the pump, and I wouldn't be able to edit uh, a full episode like that in in time. So thought we'd do a Q and A episode, and I thought as well it might be a good idea to like going forward. I'm going to limit myself and I'm going to say that we're only ever going to do one Q&A episode per year. Um, so let's let's look at this like it's the 2022 uh, Q&A episode for Man Eaters. So without further ado, that's French and that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. They like it when you embrace their culture. It's not appropriation and it's not disrespectful. Without further ado, without further aplomb, um, we're going to get started. So uh, let's have a look at these questions. Okay, um, question number one was sent to me by uh, the lovely Maddie. How did you get the idea to start a podcast? Well, um, I'm assuming you mean like how to start this podcast, not to start a podcast in general, because it's not a new concept. Um, but like, I I actually have done a few podcasts before. Um, I hosted a podcast, an advice podcast called Advice City, um, which I did back like maybe eight years ago and then I took like a seven year hiatus and then sort of started it back up in um in the first year of COVID in like 2020 um and that was fun that was all right um no one <laughs> not many people listened to it but it was still it was a bit of fun and I got to interview some really interesting people and get their thoughts on um you know what people should do uh you know on TikTok there's those like uh videos where like the it's like a reddit question like am i the asshole and it plays over some sort of like temple run or like subway runner video game um footage like that is kind of what that podcast was going to shift into was was going to be like going on reddit and finding out you know am i the asshole questions and answering that but that concept's taken now so that's that's off the cards um 
<clears throat> I also, for about six months, ran a podcast with my theatre company, Knock and Run Theatre, um, called the, the Knock and Run Theatre Podcast, um, which was not a super creative name. Um, and that one kind of, you know, that was fun too. I got to talk to colleagues and people I really admire. We talked about theatre and what we liked. Uh, that one kind of fell off the rails as well. Again, not many people listened to it, but it was. I think that one also just had too much of a niche audience. Like, it was specifically for people who enjoyed theatre in Newcastle. That's like maybe 150 people at most. And at least half of those are like over the age of 70 and can't figure out how to get a podcast onto their phone. So that one fell apart pretty quickly too. I did get asked a question about that podcast um, the other day. They were like, when's it coming back? I'm like, it's been, it's been 15 months. It's not coming back. Take a hint. Anyway, um, so that, that, that those two kind of fell apart, but I've always enjoyed listening to podcasts. I've always thought it's, I've always been interested in radio before I got into theater. Um, when I was leaving school, I, I thought radio was what I wanted to do. I got into the university of Newcastle for communications, but I deferred. Um, so I could study a advanced diploma of acting, which is obviously the career path I took, but I've always found radio really entertaining and I've always wanted to do that. And, um, you know, with podcasting now, anyone can do it. You, you know, you just get a cheap microphone, plug it into a laptop, things that most people already have. And, um, and you can do it. It's really simple and easy to sort of get an RSS feed going and get it on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, if Maddie, you're asking like, how do they get the idea to start this podcast? I, I don't know if I've spoken about this on air before, but I did do an, an interview with Alex Morris in the Newcastle Herald. Um, and that was a question, which was like, how, how did the idea for this podcast come up? Um, and it's an interesting one. I, I remember sort of having a bout of insomnia and um, sort of thinking like, oh, like, what do I want to do? I wanted to originally be doing video content. I wanted to do like edutainment videos like um, like Johnny Harris does on YouTube. He was kind of what set this whole thing off, um, you know, with cool graphics and maps and stuff. But I, but I, I wanted my videos to be about something I knew a lot about and one thing I know a lot about is um, animal attacks. And as I know that's a really weird specific thing to know a lot about, especially if I'm not, if you're not like a biologist or a zoologist or a zookeeper or someone whose job is to know this kind of stuff. It's a weird hobby. But um, what actually happened was a few years back, like oh, a few, like 10 or 15 years back when I was a kid, I, like I mentioned, I had a lot of insomnia and my, you know, remedy for that insomnia was to, you know, open my phone or laptop at like 2am and and go on Wikipedia and start reading. And I came across one article, which was the Chompawat Tiger, um, like 10, 15 years ago, and read all through that and found that so fascinating. And then I just, it just got me bouncing from man-eater to man-eater, um, reading all this information. But I kind of like stored that in my brain and never really did anything with it until uh, around like last year, uh, maybe end of 2020, sort of beginning of 2021, I started formulating an idea for a podcast. And I thought, well, like, what do I know a lot about? What's an interesting and unique thing that not a lot of people talk about? Um, and animal attacks was the thing that sort of popped in my head. So that's kind of how, how Man Eaters was born. Um, I originally wasn't going to call it Man Eaters. I don't remember what I was going to call it. I thought that Man Eaters might be too on the nose. I thought that maybe <laughs> I might get in trouble for being, you know, sexist and exclusionary. Because what about the women that get eaten by animals? What about the non-binary folks that get eaten by animals? Um, I actually don't... <laughs> I don't know if we've had a non-binary person being eaten by an animal yet. That's good. I think that means that animals are allies. Um, 
but you know, I looked around on the internet, you know, just to check what names were available, and no one had actually called a podcast Man Eaters before. Um, the closest was like a podcast called like the Meat Eater Podcast, which I think is like a men's health like podcast about you know keto or something like that. So not entirely related. So so Man Eaters worked fine, and I decided to go with that. And um, the rest is history. We're here now, you know, thirty-seven or thirty-eight episodes in, um, and uh, I've been really really enjoying it. So. Uh, yeah, hope that answers your question. Thank you for asking it, Maddie. Um, our next question is from the lovely Anna. Uh, they ask, which man-eater do you genuinely find the most terrifying? So um, there's kind of two ways to look at that question, I think. I think if you're, I don't know if you're asking me which of the famous, you know, specific man-eater animals that we've covered on the podcast do I find the most terrifying, or which animal in general do I find the most horrifying? So I might give you an example of both. So for me, um, it's it's hard to go against the sheer numbers of the chump white tiger um, in India, which is that the first episode we've I did. I, re- I referenced it a lot because it really encapsulates what this podcast is about. That is like the most prolific serial killer animal in history, 436 deaths um, over, the, over the course of, I think, six or seven years. So absolutely wild numbers. Um, however... I don't think that the chump white tiger actually is the most terrifying to me. I like, I don't want to come across um, any misconception. I do not think there is any world where I can fight off a tiger, but I think there are other animals that we've covered on this um, podcast that, that I find a bit more terrifying. I think, you know, the answer may be Gustav, Gustav, the killer crocodile from, uh, from Africa. Um, the fact that he, there's no evidence that he's dead, that he can still be out there because crocodiles live long lives. There is a possibility he's still out there. He's like the second or third most prolific serial killer animal as well. Um, he takes people off the shore and also the, the story about how they tried to catch him, how like they left a goat out and the goat was just gone and the cage was just sunken into the mud. I find that really terrifying as well. I think, Maybe one other example that I'll give that that really terrified me the first time I, I heard the story was the brown bear of Senkebetsu, which was a bear that killed, uh, I think, over a dozen people in Japan, um, which I think was, the, at least at the time, was the most deadly uh, bear attack in, in that country's history. I think what terrifies me the most about the Senkebetsu brown bear is that it just seemed to have this innate knowledge about how to ambush people. It was manipulating people. It would cause an attack somewhere so that all the soldiers and men would leave to find the bear. And then the bear would sneak around them and go into the house and just kill their wives and children. Um, I, I find that one really wild. So look, look Sankei Betsu brown bear is potentially um, the, you know, serial killer animal that I find the most terrifying. But, you know, Gustav and Champalat are also definitely up there. Now, if you're asking me what animal I'm most terrified of, Unfortunately, I have a bit of a normie answer. It's it's, it's sharks, uh, great white sharks, bull sharks, tiger sharks, hammerhead sharks, to be specific. You know, I'm aware that sharks get a bad rap, mostly due to you know hysteria caused by the movie Jaws or you know the Summer of the Shark um, reporting in 2001. Uh, you know that, that the, it's it's a normie answer, but that, you can't go past a shark, man. I think what gets me is if you are being attacked by a shark. Uh, it's likely you're in open water. Okay, if it's at the beach, I think it's less terrifying, especially if you can stand on the sand. You know, that's obviously not great. 
but when you're in open water, when I see these videos of like scuba divers or spear fishermen out in very deep open water and a shark just comes up, oh man, that really fucking retracts my nuts inside me, <laughs> dude. So, uh, yeah, I, I think in terms of the serial killer animals, I'm going to lock in the Senke Betsu brown bear. Uh, and as for regular animals, which one would I never want to come across in the wild? Uh, it would be the, the great white shark. I, I'm aware that there are more uh, vicious you know, prolific killers in the wild. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't want to come across a leopard or a tiger if I was in the jungles of India or, you know, a lion or a hippo in, um, in Africa. But, but I, you know, I, I can't go past a, a, a shark and I'm sorry, that is a very normie answer, but I'm afraid it's, it's true. Okay. Thank you, Anna, for that question. All right. Um, do you have any personal animal attack stories? This question comes from Ross. Um, do I have any personal animal attack stories? Nothing like um, what we've covered uh, in the stories before. But my sister, like, we had a joke growing up. My sister just seemed to attract animals that would bite her when she was when she was small. We couldn't go anywhere. Like, I knew that, like, if there was a wild animal or, a, you know, a domesticated animal in the vicinity, um, that we, we were fucked. The holiday was ruined because my sister would get bitten by it. So this phenomenon started... Um, with several birds in bird cages, she just liked to stick her fingers into into the bird cages, and I think there've been some cockatoo bites, some some uh, galah bites. What's the uh, pink one? The galahs, yeah. A couple bird bites on a couple different occasions. Uh, I remember I was also at like some sort of rodeo or ranch, something like that. I think it was like a ranch. It was like a show ranch, and uh, we're all what we're all looking in one direction, watching some sort of bull riding thing, and then you just hear this. Shrieking scream from behind us. Everyone turned. It was so embarrassing. Everyone turned around, and there's my sister with her hand in a horse's mouth. <laughs> she got bitten by a horse. I shouldn't laugh. It was traumatic. I think you can lose a, a finger maybe from being bitten by a horse, but she didn't. I think it might have been a pony actually. Yeah. Um. So that's my sister. Myself, I've had less <laughs> interactions with animals because I'm more careful and I would say more respectful of animals as well. Um. But I do remember my mum and sister, we went, uh, after school, we went to a nature reserve near my school, uh, which is called Blackbutt Reserve, and anyone in Newcastle or, or the Hunter um, would have been to Blackbutt Reserve. It's a very, you know, well-known park. Uh, we basically went for a walk and got ambushed by a, a swan, uh, and the swan <laughs> was like a brilliant tactician. The swan separated me from my my mum and my sister, uh, and basically, like, yeah, attacked me, it bit at me, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and my parents thought that was really funny, uh, but the, so I had a book growing up called, like, Australia's Dangerous Animals, or Australia's Deadliest Animals, or something like that. Big old book, because I was a big nerd as a kid, and they were still laughing at me. I come up to them, at, like, after dinner with this book, and I throw it down on the table to, <laughs> with the page of, on, on swans and swan attacks, and I'm like, fucking look at this. And uh, it was basically explaining how swans are one of the most dangerous natural birds, or birds in, um, in Australia, and how they, like, they'll nip at you, but also what they'll do is they will, uh, they, they will try to like ambush you like corner you into the water so that you're in the water and then what they'll do is they have these like clubs 
where their elbows are, like on the wing, where the, where the bend is, and they're like these big bony clubs, and they'll actually like try to hit your knees and your legs. They're going to try and break your legs and kneecap you so that you fall into the water, and then they can drown you. Um, and so I <laughs> I remember I was really pissed off at my parents for not taking it more seriously. Um, of course, I think in retrospect, I was probably being a little bit sensitive about that, but um, you know, that's, that's another animal attack story. Um, what else has happened to me? Nothing crazy. I remember like I, I accidentally grabbed a wasp hive once. That wasn't great. I was climbing a fence and um, <clears throat> put my hand over the top of the fence and just happened to grab the one spot where a fucking hornet's nest was. And that was uh, terrible. I don't actually think I got bitten, but I ran so fucking fast away. <laughs> down the street it's a miracle i didn't get hit by a car but yeah there's that uh so yeah th- those are the animal animal attacks if you can call it that a fucking swan and a wasp but you know i do have some personal uh, <laughs> stories so yeah thank you that was um ross sent that one in okay um oh i like i really like this question um questions from tran and it says who the fuck are you in a loving way uh, <laughs> who the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you, Tran? Don't talk to me like that. I love you too, though. Um, I, I, th- <laughs> I think the question that Tran is trying to ask is like, who am I? Like what? Like as a human? Because I don't talk about myself a terrible amount on the podcast. I get pretty much into the stories. So who am I? So uh, I, you know, I don't talk about myself for good reason. I think I'm pretty boring and. Uh, I don't like talking about myself, but I will. To answer your fucking question, Tran, uh, my name's James. Uh, I am an actor uh, from Newcastle in New South Wales in Australia. I know I know that a lot of, um, the, like most of the listeners are from America or from North America. So uh, Newcastle is about 150 100 to 170 kilometers north of Sydney. Uh, so basically like a, a two hour drive to Sydney. Um, it's the second largest um, city in my state. Uh, I, I'm actually, I, I think I wanted to check. I'll check the, the population of Newcastle. To give you like an analog, so population of Newcastle, um, so it's about 320, 322,000 people. Um, let's have a look at U.S. cities by population, and look for something with three hundred twenty, and that can give you like the uh, an idea. So three twenty. All right. Um, no, I'm not allowing ads. Okay, okay, three twenty. What are we looking for? Three twenty. Okay, so there are actually more people living in uh, in Newcastle, than live in Orlando, Florida. Isn't that interesting? So I guess it's a comparable size to Orlando, Florida. Uh, Corpus Christi in Texas is a 320 as well. Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Riverside, California. St. Paul, Minnesota. Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, San Juan, Puerto Rico. What else? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, so and Jersey City in New Jersey. So all those cities have a smaller population than, than where I live. So maybe that gives you an idea of the size of, of city I live in. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm from. So yeah, I'm an actor. I started out doing um, screen and television work. Uh, I did two web series that were very fun. Um, one was called... The Cleanists, and one was called Bug Dude. The Cleanists was a much more slick and professional thing. Bug Dude was very, like, Tim and Eric, Auntie Donna. <laughs> very, very random um, sort of styles of humour. But yeah, as I 
you know, kept working. I um, found myself more and more into the theater scene. Um, I started my own theater company when I was 24, back in 2016. I think it was 24, uh, 2015, actually, I started that. Uh, and that's, that's been great as well. And I currently work for a number of theater companies uh, in Newcastle. Uh, and I'm part of a really, like, great group of people that are sort of uh, trying to bring a professional industry back to Newcastle. I don't know if there's ever been a real professional industry here, but we're trying to bring a professional industry of theatre to, to Newcastle because at the moment there's this feeling of like, if you're really good at theatre or you're really good at acting uh, and you want to work, you kind of have to move away to Sydney or, or Melbourne or even to London or New York or one of those places. And, uh, you know, there's so much talent here and there's so much potential here that, um, you know, I think that there should be no need. There should be no reason you should have to leave if you don't want to. So I think that that's kind of the goal um, is to stick around and do stuff as well. Um, anything else interesting about me? Not really. Uh, I'm 28. No, I'm 29. <laughs> I had a birthday last couple of weeks ago. I'm 29. I'm. I identify as a male. Um, pronouns. He. Him. If you get twisted about pronouns, fucking deal with it. Uh, politically, I don't talk about politics. Um, but I'm pretty cool. <laughs> so take, I guess, figure out what that means. Um, cool. Okay, so uh, thank you, Tran. I hope that explains to you who the fuck I am. Okay, next animal. Uh, well, let's, let's do two more questions and then we'll go to a break for an ad. Um, okay, the most... Which animal fact has blown your mind the most so far? That is from Amy. Thank you for the question. Um, I had to really think about this one because every episode there's at least one fact that... Really, I had no idea about that. Really blew my mind. When people ask me this question, th there are a few that pop into my brain. The one that that is jumping to me right now is this: is the is the you know statistics over killer whale attacks on humans. I had no idea before going into um, research for the Tillicum the whale episode, which I think is episode seven or eight. Um, that I like I assumed you know the killer whales. They're scary. They look scary. That they would have killed tons of people before um, because they're so feared. But in all of human history, there have only been four attacks on humans, or fatal attacks on humans. Um, all of them have been in captivity, so that's another fact. Like, none of them have had... In recorded history, uh, there has never been a reported attack on a human by an orca in the wild, let alone a fatal one. Um, so they've all happened in, in captivity. The fact that really gets me, of, of those four uh, attacks and deaths, three of them were committed by... Tilikum, the whale, um, the same whale. So one whale is is um, is responsible for seventy five percent of the fatalities of uh, of humans by by killer whales in the captivity. The other one was a, I think it was in Hawaii or maybe I'm thinking in the wrong place. Hawaii. It was one of those island nations. Um, there was like a sea world there, and a, a trainer got charged and basically had his rib cage just shattered and, and smashed in by a whale. Um, so that's obviously not good as well. What other facts really blew my mind? I think that the sheer death toll of a lot of these animals really blows my mind. Um, and also, the, you know, the stories about some of these people that did this hunting. Oh, I, one that really jumps to my mind now is um, is Grizzly Adams. I haven't done an episode on him, but it's in the works. I want to do an episode on Grizzly Adams. The When we did the, the list of fatal uh, bear attacks in North America, we got up to this bear attack on a guy called Grizzly Adams, who I'd heard of, and um, found, and I, and I will do a full episode on this because this guy sounds absolutely insane. So he was bit on the head by a bear which caused a coin-sized hole in his skull for the rest of his life. So this dude just had, like, exposed brain for years. Uh, but he didn't die from the bear attack 
or the bear biting into his skull. What he actually died by was a monkey bit him on the brain. <laughs> like he had a pet monkey that bit him on the brain and then he died from an infection. So he kind of died from a weird like bear uh, monkey combination attack, <laughs> which is super cool. Oh, and another, speaking of monkeys, another fact that's really interesting is um, just all the historical implications that happened when um, the king of Greece back in like, the 40s, uh, was bitten by a monkey, and it threw the entire royal line of succession to the throne into chaos, uh, and, and Winston Churchill said that, that because that guy died from being bitten by a monkey, hundreds of thousands of people died in a war. Um, that just these small things, you don't think it, like a monkey attacking a dude or biting a guy on the arm um, is going to have any global impact, but in that case it did. And my favourite thing about these episodes is when you find these, these moments that like cross into global world history. Another one, and this will be the last one, was when we did the, the, uh, the, the, uh, God, why am I forgetting his name? The Jim, uh, Corbett story. Um, so Jim Corbett was like probably one of the greatest big cat hunters in history. He killed many of the dangerous big cats in India, like the Chump White Tiger, the Leopard of Rudra Prayag, the Bachelor of Chowgroth. Um, uh, but he, so when he retired, he became like a bodyguard for Queen Elizabeth, and she was staying at like this treetops hotel, I think in in like uh, Nigeria or one of those African countries. Um, and she went up; she was staying there. He was her bodyguard, and that was the night where her father passed away. So she knew she found out she was to become um, a queen. So she came; she went up the uh, tree as a princess and climbed down as a queen. And uh, I just think that's that's really interesting. Okay, one more question, and then we're going to go to break. Um, ooh, favorite man in a movie. Thanks, Luke, for asking that question. Favorite man in a movie. Now, for transparency, I haven't watched a ton of them yet. We've only reviewed two. We've watched The Grey with Liam Neeson and uh, Jaws by Steven Spielberg. Um, my favorite... It's, it's tricky. The Jaws is obviously the correct answer. Like, it's actually such a great movie. It's it's pretty close to being a perfect movie. There's not, there's not a lot wrong with Jaws, to be honest. Um, the Grey was good. I think from my childhood, a man-eater movie that I'm really looking forward to, to watching and reviewing is um, Deep Blue Sea. Because I remember how fucking batshit bonkers that movie is. I'm kind of <laughs> like... But, you know, when you see a batshit bonkers movie as a child, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily click that it, it's, a, it's a weird movie. You're just a kid. What do you know? Um, watching it as an adult, I mean, I'm really excited for that as well. Um, I'm also really excited to watch a movie called Rogue. It's an Australian movie, Australian uh, monster movie about like a killer crocodile. Uh, I'm keen for that. And also there's a movie that came out recently called Crawl, which I think is set in a hurricane or there's some sort of flood and this woman is trapped in a, like a flooded house with an alligator or something. That looks really cool as well. So all of those I think would go on that list, but you know, you stick around because, um, we're going to be looking at men in the movies constantly going forward. Um, so, yeah, that will be really good. Okay, it's time for a break. So, uh, yeah, uh, just listen to the ad. Spoiler alert, the ad involves me. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Knock and Run Theatre and their upcoming production of Ideation by Aaron Loeb. 90 minutes from now, a group of stressed-out corporate consultants is slated to present their work on a mysterious project. It's time to brainstorm within the morally ambiguous parameters they've been given so they can make it to their kids' soccer games and continue their illicit affairs. But as they work together, the question of what they aren't being told looms ever larger, becoming harder to ignore. If something truly monstrous was going on, it wouldn't be happening over Starbucks scones, would it? 
A ferocious and hilarious thriller, Ideation is an ambitious and immersive piece of environmental theatre that is produced by Knock and Run Theatre and directed by Condenominated director Patrick Campbell. So if you are around Newcastle uh, in a few weeks, I want you to go and see this show. It is being staged at the University of Newcastle's Q building in Honeysuckle from November 29th to December 3rd. One week only, five performances only, and it is a very intimate audience, Fifth, uh, 40 people per show. It is capped that. So tickets will sell out. Tickets, buying tickets, bookings are essential. So jump on to knockandruntheaters.com.au. Actually, no, <laughs> I got the website wrong. Jump on to knockandruntheater.com to buy your tickets today. And we're back. Okay, some more cues for me to A. Uh, question four from Sarah. Sarah or Sarah? I believe without a H, it's Sarah. So I'm going to go with Sarah. Plans slash goals for the pod, Sarah asks. Good question, Sarah if that really is your real name. So, um, you know, I started this podcast with not a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> forethought. Um, yeah. So, I, like, you know, I don't have any expectations on what's going to happen, and I kind of like keeping it that way. Um, but, you know, I do have some goals. I had some goals for this year, and I'll tell you what they were. I wanted to get to 50 episodes in the year. That is probably not going to happen. I've taken too many weeks off. Uh, it's likely we'll get to over 40, though, which is pretty great. Uh, a goal that I did want to get to, though, was uh, 10,000 streams. Uh, we've doubled that almost. We're nearly up to 20,000 streams, so thank you for that. Um, I would like to continue doing the regular Maneater episodes. I'd like to continue doing the Maneater movie episodes, the Killer Crypt episodes. I basically want to continue doing what I'm doing. I want to be able to like do an episode per week. I would love to increase the production value of this. I would love to, you know, find a, a proper studio to be recording in um, that doesn't break the bank. Obviously, I would love to, um, you know, uh, get more folks on the Patreon, which, which would be lovely, which would be able to, I'd be able to afford to, you know, expand the production value a little bit but for now I'm, I'm very very content um some some other plans that I've had for the for the pod I'd love to have some guests on I've been thinking about like you know what kind of people should I be talking to should I talk to like you know comedians and make ha-has should I talk to zookeepers or biologists or anything like that 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 might be fun as well who knows there's no there's no that's the great thing about this show right there's no expectation for me to do anything. We're all trying this out. This is a brand new thing still. It's only a year old. W would you expect the baby to have plans and goals, Sarah? Because that's what I am. I'm a one-year-old. Wah! Um, no. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. That was very weird. Um, yeah, my, my goal is to continue the way we've been going. Let's, you know, I'm hesitant to make some 2023 goals, but it would be great to double what we've had. I'd love to have 50,000 streams by the end of 2023. That would be a really nice thing. Um, some episode goals that I have, I would love to do um, for my 100th episode, which was probably not going to be till next year, um, The like a, a top 10 serial killer animals and go back over those. So basically find the animals with the highest kill counts and go through those from 10 to 1 uh, and really get in depth on, on those stories. So a lot of them we've covered already, but we could go back and, and revisit them and stuff like that. Um, some other episode ideas. Oh, I have a really good episode idea um, that's actually really exciting, and I think I'm going to do it pretty soon. Um, so th this is a true crime podcast, of course, um, but it's not, you know, we're going to make it super, super true crimey. I thought of a topic for an episode, uh, and I don't know the name, I don't know what the title will be, but essentially the episode is like, 
pets of serial killers or something like that. So, like, I know a couple of serial killers had pet doggies. Uh, I know that Jim Jones from the Jonestown cult had they had a they had a chimpanzee named Mister Muggs. How how cute's that? I don't want to ruin anything. We'll, we'll do a whole episode on that. But yeah, those are some plans and goals. Thank you, Sarah. I guess the biggest overarching goal is to have people still listening, um, enjoying it, sending me messages, building up a little community here. You know, that, that kind of stuff would be really, really great. So if you want to help me with any of those goals or plans, just keep listening. Just keep enjoying the show. And if there's bits that you don't like or things you can recommend I change, please send me through some feedback. I like to hear it. I'm actually quite good with feedback. Um, okay. Mm. Next question. Oh, what's your favorite podcast, true crime or otherwise? That question is by Zippy. Thank you, Zippy. I love that name. Um, what is my favorite podcast, true crime or otherwise? So my favorite true crime podcast is uh, probably Last Podcast on the Left. I fucking love that. My, my girlfriend got me onto that and we're addicted. And we're going to see them in Sydney in January. I'm very excited. They're coming here. Um, so they're definitely my favorite true crime podcast. Other podcasts I really like, I really enjoy... Um, uh, if I Were You, which is an advice show hosted by uh, Jake and Amir. Um, they're, yeah, they're great. I really like that one. Another podcast I was really into, but I've kind of fallen off, but maybe I'll get back into it, um, was Twinovation, which is sort of related to If I Were You. Uh, that was a really, that was like identical twins and their friend, and they would like create business ideas or inventions and pitch them to each other. Um, and that was really good. But it, I kind of fell off because they, they had a falling out and um, the, the the host kind of left the show, which kind of left a bit of a void, you know, unfortunately. So that's the great thing about not having co-hosts on this podcast is um, I can't piss anyone off to make them leave unless I piss myself off and I leave. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I love myself. I'm great. Okay, um... Other podcasts I like, uh, you know, you know, there are other podcasts similar to this one. Um, this is not the most unique idea in the world. There are other people who cover animal attacks too. I've listened to one called Tooth and Claw. Th- those guys are pretty good. Um, they're pretty funny. There's another one called Forces of Nature. Um, they're, they're pretty good. They do other other kinds of episodes as well. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a few other ones. What's the other one called? I feel bad because I've, I've lost it. Let me have a look. Um, oh yeah, Get Out Alive by Ashley Bray. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that one's a pretty cool, uh, podcast as well. Yeah. Check out, you know, those ones, Get Out Alive, Forces of Nature, Tooth and Claw. Um, yeah, don't switch over to them though. If you like, if you're only going to have one <laughs> animal attack podcast you listen to, can you please make it this one? Jesus. I don't think they're out there, you know, pitching my, my, my show to you. So I don't know, maybe only go if you're going to stay anyway. Okay, thank you, Zippy, for that question. Um, the next cue is from... Oh, this is a weird... Okay, this is from Jordan, and I believe they're from America. As an Australian, what are your thoughts on guns? Um, I don't get political on the podcast, because, you know, everyone else gets political, and I don't think my opinions are very good. No one cares about my opinions. Uh, but I'll answer the question. Um, what are my thoughts on guns? Ha, guns are fun, man. Guns are really fun. Uh, I did Air Force because I used to shoot rifles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but having said that, um, I like that I can walk down the street and the chances of being shot by some, you know, psychopathic suicidal teenager is very low. I like that. So I'm not going to pass on any judgments to other countries where that may or may not happen. Um, but I, I like, I like guns. They're fun. I like playing video games with guns. I like virtual reality guns, um, but I think that uh, I'm pretty happy to 
yeah, not have, have them readily available for everyone. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, don't want to, <laughs> but no judgment on you. If you if you if you love guns and you're a big Second Amendment person, well, more power to you. I don't I don't really care. I don't live in America, so I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But you know, if I was the president, uh, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to clarify that. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have as many guns going around. Okay, next question. What's your favorite color, man? That's from Phoebe. My favorite color is purple. People don't believe me when I say that. I think people think I'm just trying to be cool. I love purple. Uh, it's my favorite. I like red and blue as well, which makes sense because they make purple. Um, next question. Am I crazy? Didn't there used to be background music in these episodes? That is from Jack. Uh, Jack, you're not crazy. <laughs> I did used to put background music in the episodes um, for a couple of reasons. One, the audio quality of the recordings weren't very good, so I felt like I needed to like um, up the production quality by a different means, which was just by throwing some, you know, stock standard lo-fi beats music underneath. Uh, also, I, you know, um, I thought that maybe because most of the podcasts I listened to are multiple hosts talking and bantering. Um, I was worried that just having me talking would be boring. So I put music underneath. The reason I stopped is because I got, um, what I can only describe as quite a nasty comment <laughs> on my Podbean account. I'm going to find it and read it for you. Cause it is, it's scathing, but it also like, I mean, I like feedback. It's good. This guy could have maybe just been a little bit nicer about it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll read you this. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. Essentially didn't like it. Where is it? Um, oh, okay. I can't, I can't pull it up right now, but <laughs> essentially it was way too loud sound effects compared to the voice of the host. Uh, it's annoying and grating. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. All right. I'm sorry. Shit. So I took it out once we got a new theme song. Um, and it sort of has just stayed out. I don't have any strong feelings about it. I, I like the music in the background. Um, but I do know that it is a bit of a, like an annoying cliche in true crime to like have, you know, menacing music underneath of it. I, I think the stories are scary enough to stand by themselves. Uh, so like, I, I don't see any need to go back to putting music in the background, but look, if you all disagree and you told me, uh, oh, we like the music in the background, I'd go back to it. Cause I'm a fucking, I don't have a backbone. <laughs> I'm like a politician. I'll do whatever gets me the most votes. Okay. Uh, so that's, yes, there was music. You're not crazy. I took it out. Um, and I don't think people miss it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, would you ever do video podcasts? Asks Nicolette. Um, so for an episode like this, where it's just me talking into the mic, sort of nonstop, uh, or like one of those episodes where we just read the list of, you know, bear attacks or something like that. Um, I, I would consider doing a video podcast, but for a regular Man-Eater movie, uh, sorry, Man-Eater episode or Killer Cryptids episode, um, I probably wouldn't. The, the reason is that there's a script. Um, these stories are quite like in depth and a lot of them are kind of hard to visualize because you probably don't have like a, a, a great, you know, if I'm talking about a story about the jungles of India, you probably haven't been there. It's hard to kind of picture it. So I want to make the, the story as clear and succinct and precise as possible to paint a good picture for you so you can see and follow along with the story. Um, because of that, it's important that I stay to the script as best as I can uh, and not go off on tangents and stuff like that, which means that I have to read this, read from a script. And a lot of times I stumble or I mispronounce a word or I, you know, I, I, I mumble or I say, or I cough or something like that. So a lot of the um, episodes, the regular episodes are edited 
quite heavily to make it. And you probably, maybe not as heavily as I should, because I know I leave a lot of mistakes in there. But a, a lot of times when I make a mistake, I cut it out and I, and I go again and I do multiple takes. So the length of an episode, it might be like three or four times as long as it is in the raw version as to what you get when you listen to it on Spotify or Apple, um, because I've cut a lot of it down because a lot of it is me repeating myself because I've made mistakes or because I've burped. I burp a lot. This is one here. Uh, see, there's a burp. Normally I'd cut that out. Um, but if it's a video podcast, I can't really do that because, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I did consider maybe, you know, getting the audio of some of the, you know, uh, man eater stories and, you know, putting some, you know, images over the top of them, something like that. But uh, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of time right now. So that, that's probably a no. But maybe a video podcast now or then for next year isn't off the table, especially for one of these episodes like the Man Eater movie episodes or an episode like with this where I can just sort of talk what's on my brain and I don't have to go back and edit as much um, or at all. I'm not planning on editing anything from this. Um, okay, next question is from... Oh, okay, this is a really good one from Andrew. Andrew asks... Who would win in a fight, a gorilla or a bear? Uh, I saw a guy on TikTok asking the same question, and they th- they were very confident in their answer of a bear, uh, of a gorilla. They were very confident that the gorilla would wipe the floor with a bear. And I, so I, I don't think I've disagreed with anything more ever. Okay, so straight up my answer is the bear. The bear would win. Um, here's my reasoning for it. Okay, so on average, and I'm, I'm thinking specifically a, a brown bear. I could go polar bear, and I think the polar bear is even more of a, you know, would dominate the gorilla even more. But let's go, we're going to say it's a it's a, a silverback gorilla versus a brown bear, okay? On average, the brown bear is heavier, so it already has an advantage. Think of the weapons that these animals have, okay? The gorilla has fists, and it's got fangs. They do have fangs. The bear has fangs. It has claws as well on all four feet. Um, so there's that too. The bear also has a extremely thick hide. Um, so thick that like low caliber bullets sometimes are not enough to bring down grizzly bears. Um, the, the gorilla I'm sure has, you know, thick skin as well, but not to the extent of the brown bear as well. I I just think that if you were to put these two animals together, firstly, I think that the bear is going to be more aggressive. Um, it's probably going to be a pretty interesting fight. I don't think it's going to be like, uh, you know, a TKO or anything like that. Um, that's a TKO. I mean, just say KO. TKO is a game on Jackbox games. Um, yeah, no, the bear would win. The bear would probably rip it to shreds. Uh, and it would be a really interesting thing to see, but Thank God. Don't anyone do this. I can see some fucking psycho getting a bear and getting a girl and putting him in a cage match together and they would break the internet. I'd absolutely watch it, but just don't do it, okay? Um, that's my answer. Yeah, I bear all day long, for sure. Okay, um, what... <laughs> Next question is from Jack. Um, when's some man a merch dropping? Um, no, <laughs> I don't have any man in merch um, up the pipeline. I don't... I don't think anyone would buy it if I did, but I may, I maybe I'll, I'll make some t-shirts or something like that. And you can get one on Patreon. Um, maybe we'll see. We'll see. That's the answer. Maybe we'll see. Um, I'll make it. You can buy it if you want to. I don't know if anyone will. If you do though, if I make it, I'll obviously announce it. Um, you can send me a photo and I'll, uh, shout you out and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Oh, this is a great question. Okay. Um, in a battle Royale of great apes, who is going to win? That question is from Molly. Okay, that's a great question, Molly. So I'm going to um, tell you the, the, who, who are the great apes. Um, I don't want to miss anyone. As far as I'm aware, the great apes would be uh, so the humans, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, bonobos. 
I think those are like the the main ones. Um, oh no, this one says what are the seven great apes? Let's have a look here. Okay, all right. Okay, so we're going to talk about the great apes. Um, th- I'm going to include uh, I'm going to include mandrills and I'm going to include uh, baboons in this fight. Okay, so at zero, at, uh, sorry, at coming coming last in this battle royale is a baboon. Um, the baboons are like super like aggressive and cranky, but I think the reason that they're terrifying and the reason they scare the shit out of me in like Tarzan is because there were so many of them. I think one-on-one, I think an adult human could probably take on uh, a baboon. So the baboon's going to go last. I think that the mandrel, which is basically like like a bigger, more aggressive, kind of scarier looking baboon, it's got like a blue face and the fangs. Like I think that that one is going to be like fighting a really angry big cat that's a lot stronger. I would say that it, the human's probably still going to outfox the um, the mandrill, but I think that's where the human stops. I think the human probably stops after the mandrill. Um, the next one I would say that would be the the probably the bonobo, maybe the bonobo is basically like a small chimpanzee. Um, I'd say that that would be the next one that that would I, could, I I don't think a human could beat a bonobo. I could be wrong. So then there's just the gorilla, the chimpanzee, and the orangutan left. Jeez. I'm on multiple... Okay, so obviously the gorilla and the um, orangutan are a lot physically stronger than the chimpanzee. But the orangutan is more docile, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to say... I think the chimpanzee is going to beat the orangutan. It's smarter as well. I think the orangutan is not as nimble and as quick as well. I I, I actually would say that the chimpanzee is probably going to beat the orangutan. And then you've got a chimpanzee versus a gorilla. Now, that one's really tricky, man. I, I think... I don't want to sleep on the chimpanzee here, because I do think they are the most dangerous. But I think if it was a battle royale, would the chimpanzee be able to beat the gorilla? Maybe. Pr- probably not. If the gorilla gets one good whack in, I think it's it's lights out. Uh... Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say the gorilla. So, so the rankings would be gorilla would come first, chimpanzee second, orangutan third, uh, bonobo <laughs> fourth, humans fifth, mandrill six, baboon seven. I think that's what we'll go with. Hopefully that answered the question, Molly. I don't know. What do you think? You can tell me in um, on the Instagram. Just send me a message. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. Advice for podcasters just starting out. That's from Emmanuel. I feel kind of uncomfortable answering this question because I'm just a podcaster starting out and, you know, by no means is this like a super duper successful hit show. It's got a really good like following and I'm really proud of of building that and having so many great listeners and viewers. But, um, you know, I, there are better people to ask this question to. If, if, if you're going to force me to answer, um, you know, what are some tips I might say to someone who's starting out? Things that worked well for me were, you know, finding an idea for the show that's relatively unique that you are passionate about and you can talk about for a long time and that there's lots of content on like you're not going to run out of content i'm never going to run out of animal attack stories because people still get attacked by animals every day so uh, that was the first step and the, the second thing for me is to like not have any great expectations on yourself you know don't say okay so i'm going to get a million streams in the first month and if not i quit just like you know i i said to myself i'm going to do 10 episodes and based on nothing else except for how I feel about it, I'll see if I'm going to keep going. I know I happen to really enjoy it and love doing it. It's a fun little, you know, side hustle for me. So I'm, I'm going to continue doing it. But, you know, don't, don't set yourself up with these massive expectations. I think just 
Go easy on yourself. If you can't do one episode a week, that's fine, but try to stick to a relatively consistent schedule, maybe once every two weeks. That's all I would say. I, but like again, like I, I feel really uncomfortable talking about this. I'm not... There are so many better people to be asking than me. I'm, I'm figuring out as well. That's kind of the fun thing about this podcast is I'm figuring out as well. I'm learning what works and what doesn't. You know, I, I put an episode up and it will do worse than another episode. I'm like, okay, so what, why was that? What, what was different about that? And the self-discovery, being a little bit of a detective, that's, that's really cool to me. I really enjoy that. Okay. Okay. I think we have, um, three questions left. Okay. Um, what's the next Killer Cryptid episode about? That's from Amir. Um, the next Killer Cryptid episode, it's going to be a big one. I think we're going to go right to the big guy. There's, there's two big ones at the moment for the Killer Cryptids. The first is the Loch Ness Monster, and I think I'm going to do that a bit later. The next Killer Cryptid I'm really interested in doing is the Bigfoot, because the Bigfoot to me is maybe the one Killer Cryptid that I actually am not entirely convinced didn't exist or doesn't exist. I'm not like I'm not a I'm a pretty skeptical person, but that one is it's not crazy that it, like it could have existed, and I'll talk a bit more about that for the next episode of Killer Cryptids, but that will be a while away. Okay, um, okay. Next question from Ben: Do you have any pets? Um, myself, I don't have any pets. My partner who moved in with me has a cat. I love the cat so much; she's cute, and I kiss her and I give her cuddles. She hates me, and she swipes at my feet and doesn't like it when I walk near doors. Uh, so that that's my that's my life at the moment. And uh, yep, yep. Uh, just looked to my side, and she's staring at me through a door very menacingly. Her name is Birdie. She's very cute. I love her a lot. The problem is she doesn't like me. Um, but hey, I've had that relationship with women before where I like them a lot and they hate me. And, uh, you know, I turned out pretty normal. So, uh, yeah, I, mm, I kind of felt like a little bit of an incel saying that. Uh, so don't, if you're an incel, um, don't, don't do that. Just be something else. <laughs> Okay, last question, and this is probably the best one, so that's why I've put it at the end. This is from Emma. Emma says, okay, you're in a cage match against a tiger, a wolf, and a hyena. You can pick one animal to defend you. What are you picking? That's a great question. Okay, my first instinct was to be a smartass and say, I'm going to pick a blue whale, and I'm going to cut the blue whale <laughs> open and hide inside it. And hopefully they eat the whale and don't get to me and they'll be full and they'll fall asleep and I can run away. But I don't think that's the kind of answer you're looking for. So uh, I'm also assuming I have to pick a land animal. Crocodile is going to be useless uh, against those three animals. It's just too slow. Um, my first instinct maybe when I really started thinking this was maybe I go polar bear or brown bear, something like that. They're big. They're pretty fast. But then I thought of another, you know, man-eater animal that we've talked about once on the show before that's really underrated. And I think that if I were to pick this animal, I might be okay. Mainly because it has experience against at least one or two of these animals. Um, I'm going to pick a hippo, a hippopotamus. You know, big old bastard, tough skin. The teeth aren't going through that. They fight lions, like, constantly in Africa. And they come out more often than not they're the victor. So, you know, a tiger is just a bit bigger than a lion. I think that that's, that's going to be okay. Hyenas are scared shitless of big animals like that. So I think that it's going to be okay. And the wolf, I think the wolf has no pack. So the wolf is just a dog at this point. I think genuinely, if the hippo can handle the, the tiger and the hyena or the tiger and the wolf, I, I can't deal with a tiger. The tiger is 
too much. But if it was just a hyena or just a lone wolf, I think I could handle one of those by myself. So let's just say it's the hyena versus me. I think I could fight a hyena and, and come out okay. Uh, like, they're little. I could probably deal with it. I've had a dog before and I wrestled the dog. You just get it into a little choke hole. That's fine. The hippo can take care of the tiger and the, and the wolf. I think... We'll be okay. The other thing is, well, the tiger and the wolf and the hyena, they're not going to be working together. They're assholes. Me and the hippo, we go way back, so I think we'll be fine. Um, so that, that's my answer. Hippopotamus uh, versus those three animals. I think we would probably win. Um, but that's a great question. So maybe I'll ask that on, on the Instagram uh, for everyone else. You guys can follow and you can uh, answer that question as well. If you were fighting a tiger, a wolf, and a hyena in a cage match, what animal would you pick to defend you? Um, that's a great question, Emma. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who sent in questions today. Um, really kind of touched actually that so many people uh, responded. So it was beautiful. A, a few people I know personally, but a lot of you I've never met, never spoken to. So thank you so much for um, engaging like that. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, that's about it. That's going to wrap up. That was our 2022 Q&A. So we're not going to do another one of these for 12 months. So hopefully by then some things have changed. Uh, it was nice to talk about goals and plans because maybe hopefully by the next time we do one of these, we'll have, we'll have hit, you know, uh, 100 episodes or, um, you know, 50,000 streams, something cool. Uh, but that's that's going to do that today. Okay. I want to mention really quickly, uh, if you listen to your podcast on Stitcher, uh, if that's your preferred method of podcasting, um, Manage is now on Stitcher as well, so you can go listen there. Um, last night I got really drunk and basically decided to make a website, so there might be a website coming. I don't even know if that's going to be useful unless I sell merch, but who knows? Someone asked for some merch, so maybe we'll do that. Uh, and yes, of course, um, as always, thank you to people on Patreon for supporting me. Um, it would be lovely if we could get more people on Patreon. One of the questions I didn't answer actually was, um, do you get paid for this? And the answer is not really. No, I like, I don't have any sponsorships, um, except for the one in the middle of the show, <laughs> which was just me. So I didn't get any money for that. I just want people to come see the show. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't have any advertisements unless like if you do hear an ad, before or during or after this podcast, let me know because I'm not getting any of that and I'd like to. They should be owing me cash. Uh, and, you know, I have a Patreon that gets maybe like 20 bucks a month, which is great. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but it's it, this is really like not a money-making exercise. But if you do enjoy it and you do want to support me and would like to hear the show get bigger and better, um, you can head over to, to Manage uh, on Patreon and um, support me there for as little as $5 a month, I think. Or in the US, it's close to like 250 But I get it. There's inflation, tough times. The economy's in a downturn. It's hard to... It's, if you don't have money, I definitely don't want you to do this. But if you did, I would be very grateful. But uh, again, no hard feelings either way. Um, okay, we're going to wrap that up now. It's been nearly an hour. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Man Eaters. Thank you so much for your questions. If you have any other questions or if you have suggestions for stories or Man Eater movies to review or killer cryptids to explore, go to maneaterspodcast at gmail.com or maneaterspod at gmail.com. All the links are in the description below. The Instagram, the Facebook, the Patreon, it's all there. Fantastic. Have a great day, everybody. And remember, stay safe because it's a jungle app there.